Welcome to Elevate. I'm so happy you're here with me today and I cannot wait to share this episode with you. As an evidence-based coach, mentor, and entrepreneur, I'm obsessed with learning and personal development as it's transformed my entire life, as well as those I get to work with. And to be quite frank, it's literally the entire reason this podcast exists, to feel your growth, gain perspective, and acquire knowledge. So buckle up, friends. You're in for a treat. And as always, thank you for supporting me and the show so we can continue to elevate our own lives as well as those you share this with. Now, let's get into it. What is going on, guys? And welcome back to another episode of Elevate. And today I have a very, very special guest, uh, David Gibson. And if you don't follow him on Instagram, you absolutely should. He is a speaker. He talks a lot about leadership and some of the underlying principles of his discussion carry over into a lot of the things that I talk about with my clients. And so I'm very excited to have this conversation today. I've got a lot of questions, but before we dive in, David, can you please introduce yourself to the audience who may not be familiar with who you are or exactly what you do? Well, first and foremost, Kate, I consider it a pleasure and an honor, and I'm thankful for the invite to be able to sit down and have this conversation with you, um, to be a guest on your podcast. I do not take that lightly. So thank you. Um, and to kind of briefly, I guess, summarize who I am. I don't do well describing myself. I don't know if, if you have that challenge or not, but <laughs> it's very difficult to I'm, talk about yourself when you're so focused on other people. <laughs> and we'll talk about that because that is one of my questions. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's an area of growth for me, but nonetheless, um, I'm a speaker, um, a, a leader, um, entrepreneur that has developed a, leadership uh, development and personal growth platform that helps individuals tap into their greater abilities and provides them with the insights, the tools, and the strategies to help them scale their ideas and ultimately create more meaningful lives. Amazing. And I, again, I, I love your work and I love the things that you discuss and in the way you present them. And I just want to dive into my first question, which goes to what you mentioned earlier about how it is sometimes difficult to talk about who you are and exactly what you do. Um, yeah. And so one of the things that I've noticed, and I've, I've sat with this for a bit, um, but it's, it's the fixation on saving other people and the savior complex, which almost turns into a paradox because oftentimes we seek out wanting to help people so badly that when we get so integrated into that, we lose sight of the sacrificial practices where we lose ourselves sometimes. And you yeah. talk about this um, and how you can reach levels of burnout uh, when you are yeah. kind of hyper-focused on saving everybody else. And so how do you personally either coach people through that or how do you navigate that yourself? Well, first and foremost, I think it's important for us to understand that What's most important isn't necessarily what we do. It's more so who we become, who we are as individuals, right? And a lot of times we can often get caught up in that cycle of do, 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 right? You know, I want to build a business. I want to scale to a new level. I want to accomplish this specific goal. And like you mentioned, we can often lose ourselves in that cycle. Um, we devote so much time, energy, and our resources towards that to the point that we don't invest time to relax or rejuvenate or, you know, reconnect with ourselves. And again, that does lead to burnout. But I answered it in that way because our focus should always be on who we are becoming, right? Um, and keeping that top of mind as we are navigating, you know, the things that we're aiming to accomplish, 
and understand that what you do does contribute to who you become. But at the end of the day, you're not defined by what you do and what you don't do, right? A lot of times we can make mistakes and we experience temporary defeat or some form of failure. And we define ourselves based upon that. So I got to do more, right, to bounce back from this loss. Failing to recognize that that failure helped you become a greater individual. That failure or that mistake provided you with some lessons that helped you grow as a leader, as an entrepreneur, as a father, as a mother, as a spouse, or whatever the title is, right? And with that in mind, if you can lead with that mindset of, hey, I'm evolving through every single experience, that will take the pressure away from you as it relates to you aiming to do, 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 do. And ultimately, it will help you place a stronger emphasis on you refreshing yourself, uh, resting and relaxing so that you can connect from within and then show up more effectively, right? The next time that you're aiming to do quote unquote something, right? Because there's an old saying, right? You can't feel, you know, or give from an empty cup, right? You, you have to pour into your cup in order for you to be able to add value to someone else. Um, I heard a quote actually the other day where um, I want to say it was Lisa Nichols where she talked about how I'm simply giving from my overflow, right? Mm. Like I'm pouring into my cup and then everybody that's receiving value from me is ultimately getting the overflow that's coming outside of my cup. But my focus is on me pouring into myself first. And as I pour into myself, what others are getting is the residue of me connecting from within me investing time for me to be able to be whole and complete so I can show up effectively to every experience. So I, I very much agree with that. But with with every topic, that sounds amazing, right? There's always context to it. Because, of course, I think that be, just because something's not universally true doesn't mean it's not directionally correct. Mm -hmm. And so when we talk about the concept of being and becoming, right, this this matrix of kind of being where you are and immersed in that and grateful for everything that you've created or that you've become to this point, but also not settling and continuing to aspire to become more than you currently are. Right. Yeah. And so oftentimes there's this difficulty in navigating at what point am I making the excuse to not do because I'm telling myself I need to rest or be present or, you know, whatever, not burn out. And that can prevent people from doing anything at all. Right. And so there's always that kind of that voice in the back of your head that's like, oh, it's okay if you rest one more day or it's okay if you don't work out today. It's okay if you don't prioritize your health today. It's okay if you don't have that conversation, right? whatever it might be that we can kind of delay taking action on. Right. And then there's the art of, okay, well, I need to take action in order to do and become more than I currently am. But sometimes mm -hmm. the work isn't always physical output, which I think a lot of people can misinterpret because when we talk about taking action, when we talk about developing ourselves, when we talk about cultivating new insights or acquiring new wisdom or knowledge or being and doing more than you actually are or that you are comfortable with being in your own existence. And oftentimes we mean we can interpret that to be I have to physically do something more than mm -hmm. I currently am, which sometimes is the correct answer, right? Sometimes it is a volume game, but other yeah. times it's it's a skill set game or a knowledge game. And and there's something that you wrote that I thought was really interesting. There's a difference between knowing what to do and doing what you know. Yeah. Can you expand on that idea for me? Oh, I mean that that can go a number of different ways, right? Where 
individuals like we let's give an example, right? You're very heavy in the fitness space, the health and wellness. There's no secret as it relates to being healthy. Correct. Right. You know, you know, manage your stress levels, uh, get adequate rest, high quality sleep, um, manage your diet in a way that is conducive to, you know, improve metabolic health um, and, you know, just focusing on just the fundamentals of health and wellness. We know what to do, but ultimately a lot of people don't do what it is that they know. Right. Mm -hmm. And what largely gets in the way I mean, there's a number of things, Kate. It's like the stories that we tell ourselves, the emotional state that we're in in any given moment, right? The excuses that we come up with to justify why we're not executing or remaining disciplined. So essentially, we have to graduate from that level of just having the knowledge, right? We all know that knowledge is not power until you actually apply it, until you actually do something with it. Having that knowledge, but then executing on it, having the courage to take a step, right? Having the discipline to be consistent, being bold enough to stand alone on your truth and doing what it is that you know to be true for you in the world in which you're creating and the reality that you're looking to experience. That's all a different conversation, but it really boils down to the inner work, right? You having that understanding of this is the direction that I need to go, the life that I'm aiming to create, but I also have to hold myself accountable to be consistent, to show up and to put in the necessary work. Absolutely. And one thing that I say a lot that you that you just hit on is really knowledge without application is entirely meaningless, right? Because you can know everything. You could recite something to me and I think that was great. But if there's no practical carryover into how is that actually going to benefit me in my life? and not just something that feels good to hear in the moment, right? And that's where like affirmations, for example, you can sit there and yell affirmations to yourself in the mirror every morning for five minutes and then life will throw shit at you. And if you don't have anything outside of that feel good moment, it will be fleeting. And so yeah. you have to have things that carry you forward. Okay, with the shit storm that I'm in, how do I take one more step? How do I endure this? And that's, mm -hmm. that's a skill of mental fortitude, not necessarily like a physical skill that you have to have. And so yeah. when we talk about um, you saying that people know what to do and doing what you know, the one question that I ask people most often is, where would you be if you could learn to take your own advice? Because oftentimes, and I tell people this, you're not stupid. It's not that you don't know, right? It's that you have the inability to integrate your knowingness into your physical choices, your daily habits and routines. And so it's that integration that people have, have this disconnect of like, I know what to do, but I don't do it. And I think because human beings are so complicated and complex creatures, oftentimes if I were to speculate on what drives human behavior, I do think that we operate out of emotion. And because mm -hmm. we are so advanced to be logical and have a conscience, then we can justify things retrospectively with language or decision-making, yeah. right? So yeah. I could say, oh, I'm not going to go to the gym today. And I could justify that with, I didn't sleep well last night. Mm -hmm. I didn't sleep well. I know I should go to the gym and my logical mind would say that if I want to be fit, if I want to get healthy, if I want to be functional as I age, I should probably put in the investment of my time doing that. But mm -hmm. because I don't feel well, then I can justify not doing it, even if I'm not that sick, actually. And I see people do this often. is like, I had a bad day. I'm stressed out. I don't feel well. I didn't sleep great. Whatever the excuse might be. And so then you yeah. have to be able to discern when is the excuse valid and when is the excuse simply an excuse? Yeah. 
And I don't know if you work with people on that concept, but I'd be interested to hear what your thoughts are around the things that I just mentioned. Well, I mean, that's a very interesting point um, because I believe that's a battle that the vast majority of people find themselves in, right? This Mm -hmm. tug of war between execution and comfort, so to speak, right? Um, And what I often tell many people as it relates to them staying consistent, particularly, you know, in the health and wellness space, first and foremost, you have to listen to your body, right? Of course, there's some things that you physically can't do. Your body will not allow you to do it, whether you don't have the energy uh, or the bandwidth, so to speak, to execute. But nine times out of a 10, right, that's not necessarily the case. Um, And to help gain an understanding of when this is the case and when it's not the case, we have to develop a new level of awareness, right? Awareness. And that, that begins ultimately again, I believe what drives so much of our behavior is the story that we are telling ourselves, right? And the story that you tell yourself about yourself will carry the greatest influence over your life. And for many people subconsciously, there's a part of them that doesn't believe that they're capable, that doesn't believe that they're enough, that doesn't believe that, you know, they can handle certain situations or fit in certain environments or live a certain type of life or earn a certain amount of money. Right. And we have to begin to unpack those things that are having an influence on our consciousness and how we ultimately begin to show up. Right. So if you start to notice a pattern when something begins to arise, right, this this feeling of comfort that you want to appease, it begins to kick in when you start doing X, Y, X, Y, Z or certain things. That's often an indication of a story that you've bought into. Right. And just because it's familiar doesn't mean it's true. Um, you, you have to do the necessary work to eradicate that story and upgrade your mindset in that moment and ultimately behave differently. You know, I, I tell many people as you were speaking about you know, affirmations. I'm a huge believer in the power of our words. You know, there's life and death in the power of our tongue. But I'm also a believer that we shouldn't focus on thinking our way into acting differently. What's most effective is acting our way into thinking differently, right? Yes. You know, you stepping into it, even when you don't feel like it, right? I don't feel like putting in this work. I don't feel like doing this workout, but I'm going to do it anyway. You're training your mind to be able to embrace new levels of discomfort. And this is going to help you adopt a new level of thinking and ultimately a new story about yourself because, hey, you conquered yourself in that moment. Now, subconsciously, you're putting points on the board and you're starting a new story, creating a new narrative. So now when you become face to face with something that's difficult or challenging, your default is I can handle this. I'm built for difficult things simply because you started to execute. But again, to answer your question, it starts with awareness. You, you know, you, you have to become aware of what's happening internally. And I think what many people struggle with is that they never consciously think about what they're thinking about. You know, we become so accustomed to our thought patterns and our habitual state of mind that we just accept it for what it truly is, failing to recognize you can change what you think. You don't have to believe everything that you think. You can adjust your mindset and upgrade your belief system and align it with where you're aiming to take your life so it can support the vision and the purpose and the goals that you're aiming to accomplish. Does yeah, what I find sense? absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm riding on the same wavelength, but I also want to try to challenge some perspective so that we have an interesting conversation. Um, yeah. But one thing that I will say that I that I tend to notice, and I've thought about this because oftentimes the stories that you tell yourself are almost a self fulfilling prophecy. 
Mm. And I mean that to the degree in which your subconscious thoughts will manifest into your reality through the portal of your behavior. Mm. And so if I tell myself that I am out of shape and I'm insecure and I need to do something to change this, but I don't actually do anything that would change the outcome of my current situation, then I am fulfilling the self-fulfilling prophecy that I am indeed unattractive, insecure, out of shape, not beautiful. Like, And it's because of my choices that that thought has either pushed me to take action, right? You have two different responses to kind of rock bottom. You have people that mm -hmm. will get up and do something about it and start operating differently to then think differently, to then experience reality on a different on a different angle or from a different angle. And then you have people mm -hmm. that will say, it's not my fault. This is the way that I am. This is how life is. I'm a victim of my circumstances. I, I can't do anything about it. I tried. And yeah. so nothing actually changes. And then they have this self-fulfilling prophecy of, I am not this, I am not that, I, I can't or I'm incapable. And it's because they don't ever muster up the courage to take the action that would prove that belief to be different or untrue, mm -hmm. that they continue mm -hmm. to exist in this reality that leaves them feeling inadequate, incompetent, unattractive, insecure. And that's where it's it's truly not allowing your emotions to drive your behavior, which is a very difficult thing to do. Right. Yeah. And so I am of the thought that you should feel your emotions and you should get familiar with them. You should understand what's going on for you in an emotional or psychological place. Mm -hmm. But operating out of an emotional state is oftentimes not going to lead you in a good direction. Yeah. Right. And that's where we have self-destructive habits right, or, or self-sabotaging behaviors and coping mechanisms that are not positive or constructive to you actually overcoming the obstacle. They just derail mm -hmm. you to make sure that you have to come back and face it again. And every time you derail yourself, what you're doing is prolonging the time horizon in which is required for you to overcome that issue. And yeah. so trying to navigate the waters in a productive manner means doing the thing that is good for you, even if you don't feel like doing it. And so mm -hmm. one thing I try to encourage people to do is you don't have to like it, right? You don't have to like eating healthy. You don't have to like broccoli. You don't have to like proteins. You don't have to like lifting weights. But you should have an appreciation for those things because they make you better and they make you stronger and they make you more resilient and they show you that you were capable of overcoming hard things and facing adversity and experiencing your own triumph of your own journey and rewriting that story right? Because every single obstacle is not a period, it's a comma because your story is not written yet. And it doesn't mm -hmm. have to end this way if you don't want it to. But I think on the other side of that coin, then it feels, I don't know what the word is that I'm looking for. Um, maybe it's uncomfortable to acknowledge that you are indeed the creator of the reality in which you cannot stand. Yeah. Right. And so that's a lot of responsibility to put on somebody who may not be ready to take accountability for that. Right. Because mm -hmm. we all have been dealt cards. Right. Regardless, we don't get to choose a lot of our factors, our, our parents, our gender, our race, our, our location of birth and what country we're in and what we have access to. And there are people mm -hmm. out there that have been dealt worse cards that are playing them better than a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And and it's understanding that you don't get to control the cards that you were dealt, but you certainly get to control how you play the hand that you have. Yeah. And so it's figuring out how do I make the best of what I've got? And then how do I make up for what I lack? Mm -hmm. And so maybe like for me, I've certainly doubled down on my like intellectual horsepower, right? I really love knowledge. I really enjoy conversations. I like to challenge myself on that basis. I also yeah. do the same with, with physical fitness and whatnot, but it, it's trying to increase some of the deficits that I, that I have relative to my own kind of cards that I've been handed. But the more that I invest in strengthening my weaknesses, 
right? The more opportunity that comes to me. And so that's mm -hmm. where it's like, if you invest in yourself and then you challenge the things that you struggle with or the things that you're uncomfortable with about yourself, but you also find an appreciation for the uniqueness that you are. Because if you think mm -hmm. of the probability of the genetic code, it's like there's billions, if not trillions of, of different sequences that could derive multiple different types of humans. Yeah. But by luck in the grace of God, right? You are here and I am here. And that I, right. I like to think of that as by design, not by accident. And so mm -hmm. it's like of all the different things that could have been created when you were created, right? You could be an entirely different person, but you are you. Mm -hmm. And so there has to be, I, I like to believe that there's a reason for that. And when people don't muster up the courage to walk the path to, to pursue the thing that they're called to, I think that on the other side of that coin, what they're doing is limiting the gifts that they have and their ability to share that with other people. And mm -hmm. so that's why if you can't do it for yourself, like a lot of people say, well, I'm not worthy of that and I'm not capable and, you know, I don't deserve it or whatever. It's like you don't have to believe that in order for you to still do it, right? Yeah. Because as you start to do it, as you can start to take that path, if you start to take one step after another, what you come to find is that you were worthy and you are worthy and you've been capable your whole life, Yeah. right? You just needed to muster up the courage to do it and you didn't necessarily need to believe. You don't have to believe that you can or that you're capable or that you're worthy of these things in order to just decide to pursue them and find out. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you've dealt with people or talked to people around that, but one of the things that you talk about and you segued it perfectly was, was talking about somebody's value and their worth. And I think a lot of people struggle with, with that. And for me personally, when people say like, you don't see your value or you don't see your worth, it's like, how does one objectively investigate their own value or their own worth. And so when you're talking mm -hmm. to people who might struggle with this, I call it inadequacy, inadequacy syndrome, though when you're talking to people that, that might struggle in a similar fashion, how do you work with them to either appreciate who they are um, and, and how would you gauge somebody's worth or their value? Well, it's not necessarily about gauging it on a specific scale, right? The way I look at it, Kate, is like, how do you feel about yourself, right? Are you open to express who you are? Can you show up authentically? Do you stand up for yourself? Do you voice your opinion and your truth without putting shade on your light, right? Or dimming your light or biting your tongue, so to speak. That's how I would say I would gauge if somebody is actually operating in the realm of their worth. And to help individuals tap into that, right? Again, we keep resorting back to the story because this this is the foundation, right? You know, your identity plays a large role in how you sh how you show up, your decisions, um, your thought patterns that you allow to influence you. But ultimately, it starts with individuals connecting with truth. We all have these lies that we tell ourselves. We all have traumatic experiences that begin to attempt to shape and cause us to conform to conditions and circumstances or even our environment. And we have to learn to become aware when we're operating below our full potential, right? When we're not necessarily operating with our gifts or shining our light in our own unique way, or we're just following the crowd and doing what's you know, late least resistance, so to speak, we've got to begin to identify those components and begin to actively develop the courage. Um, and to your point, it's like, you know, you may not have the confidence, but the only way you're going to build confidence is if you take a courageous step, 
right? It's like Mark Twain once said, courage is not the absence of fear, it's the resistance of fear. It's you feeling the fear and then actively navigating it until you develop the skill, you you build the competence, you acquire the competence, and then you can show up more effectively. But confidence starts with you first having that courage to step into something uncertain or something unknown or something new. But ultimately, you have to win the war and that battle within your head in that moment and say, hey, I do deserve better. I, I do deserve more. Right. And granted, again, like what we're talking about, Kate, is like an identity shift, right? Mm -hmm. An identity shift that we each can all make. And it may be extremely challenging. Right. So I tell many people. You know, before you even completely shift your identity, just be open to the the fact that you can shift it. Right. Start with the willingness. Right. Mm -hmm. Maybe, you know, hey, I'm not the best athlete or I don't have the physique that I wish I had. Start with the willingness. I'm willing to adopt new healthy practices. Right. I'm, I'm willing to invest time and energy towards my physical development. I'm willing right now. Your subconscious is open to everything that's on that frequency. Right. Everything that's going to help and assist you and developing those practices and acquiring that ability to lift certain amounts of weight or run a marathon, whatever the case may be, you're opening your mind to new possibilities, right? And once your mind gets exposed to something greater and more incredible than what it's currently used to, it's never gonna be comfortable with going back to what used to be, right? It's expanding itself. So be open to that. And then the more and more open you become to it, now you can start evolving into that type of person. That's what it boils down to, right? Again, it's not about the actionable steps. Those are very important, but we got to do the inner work first. It's about you identifying with what it is that you're aiming to experience because the way the mind, the mind is wired, it's wired in a way where our behavior is always going to be consistent with our identity, right? I mean, you deal with this all the time, right? Because you're, you're doing you're doing fitness training as well, right, Kate? Like you're you're doing um, fitness training, like personal personal fitness and things of that nature. What's up, team? I interrupt this broadcast to formally invite you to our live event in McKinney, Texas, Saturday, October 21st. If you are into health, fitness, and personal development, you are not going to want to miss this. We are going to have industry leading experts talking all about nutrition health optimization and understanding yourself because you deserve to be all that it is that you can be. So I hope to see you there for more information. Click the link below in the description. And now we'll get back into our episode. Yep. So I do health, fitness and personal development and I'm getting my clinical psych degree. So I try to integrate oh. both the mind and the body because I don't think they work long-term in isolated places. Um, so, so I do. So you see it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's a delay on here. So I thought you were finished, but I was going to say, so you see it all the time, right? Like at the top of the year, new year's resolution, new year, new me, the, 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 I guess the, the mistake that many people often make is that they attempt to change their behavior without changing and upgrading their identity. Right. Mm -hmm. And then what happens is you're at war with yourself, right? You're identifying as who you used to be, but you're aiming to adopt new behaviors. Right. And then January passes. Hey, you know, new year, new me. You're excited. You're filled with enthusiasm. Then that month passes and February kicks in. And then, hey, man, this is extremely uncomfortable because I'm playing this tug of war on a daily. Right. I want to initiate this new behavior. But at the same time, my identity's still where it used to be. Then before you know it, gyms have actually, you know, stated research. Research has proven that, you know, 
those memberships that increased at the top of the year, they're no longer being used, right? You know, in many cases, people are throwing away money because they're no longer going to the gym. They don't have that personal trainer. There's no that no personal accountability, right? And it all resorts back to your identity, right? So I, I tell many people, start with your identity, you know, begin that inner work, shift what's happening within, of course, incorporate those new practices and those new habits, but most importantly, shift how you view yourself, the story that you tell yourself, become the type of person that can create the results that you're aiming to experience starting right here in the mind. Yeah. And I think that that's a beautiful example. And I think Oftentimes what people do is one, they, they have unrealistic expectations with any pursuit that they have, because what happens, especially in the presence of social media is people do their, their stuff and they kind of walk this terrain and it's very tumultuous and it's difficult and, but they pursue it, right? They endure mm -hmm. it. And then all of a sudden, it, and it's like growth and success kind of operates on this curve where it's like really flat line for a long, long time. And then all of a sudden it takes off. Right, but people only see the end part and they think, oh, this person started like a year ago and now they're like all the way over here. So I should be able to get there in a year. And the problem with that is they missed the decade where this person just ate shit like and mm -hmm. just kept going. Right. That's yeah. that part of the story doesn't show up because also people don't know if they're going to succeed. Right. That's the hard part is like, I don't know if this is going to work out. And so like, yeah. how are you ever going to put that stuff out to the public when you're, when you still carry some insecurity, but you don't allow that to derail your actions, right? <laughs> Cause you can't say, oh, in a year from now, I'm going to be a multimillionaire or whatever it is that you're trying to kind of increase your sites to, to be equated to. And so they have this unrealistic expectation of time horizon, right? And then they have lots of pressure that they perceive to be external pressure, but it's all internalized, right? Like I have to do that or I failed. Says who, who mm -hmm. said that to you? I didn't say that to you. You said that to you, right? And so then we get into this all or nothing black and white thinking and what and our minds are actually wired to do this whenever we set our sights on achieving something different. We we put this degree of like it has to be all of these check boxes and I have to do them every day and the moment that I slip instead of just giving myself some grace and and reflecting on why I came up short, I'm yeah. just going to quit and go back to the way I was cuz obviously I can't do this. Right. And that's the repetitive story over and over and over again that people experience. They have unrealistic expectations. They have pressure that is self-imposed. They have this glass ceiling that is self-inflicted. And then the moment that they try to beat out of the box, because it requires a little bit more effort and more mental fortitude and probably a thousand reps more than they anticipated having to do to get mm -hmm. them there. And if they could just persevere through that, they would get to the goal. But instead yeah. they quit. And they get back to the previous version of themselves and then they're entirely dissatisfied in that existence. So what do they do? Well, they program hop the next marketing ploy that looks sexy and appealing to them. They jump right into it and they say, okay, well, I want to do this one because that one didn't work and it can't be me. So I'm going to do that. And once again, you have uninformed optimism, then you have informed pessimism, and then you have the crash and burn where they end up back where they started and they seek out the next thing. And a lot of people aren't even familiar with that as, as, to their level of operation. But we see this across different arenas, across different pursuits, different ambitions. And that's why fundamentally I, I aim to tell people because I genuinely believe this to be true. And we'll find out in a decade if this ever you know, works out for me that I think yeah. that you cannot lose if you refuse to quit, right? That mm. I think is super important. And then on the other side of that, it's not just about continuing to do every day and like f focus on hustle culture and like doing as much as possible. 
Most of the time you're distracted and you're not being productive in any manner, most people. But if you continue to pursue it, what you also have to remember is that if you keep your head down in the trenches, what you're not doing is looking up to reflect and see if you're walking in the right direction. And so there has Mm -hmm. to be periods where you do the work and you put it out there, but you also collect the feedback and you go, okay, well, yeah, that, that didn't go the way that I wanted it to, or the way that I anticipated that it would, but why? Right. Mm-hmm. And then you have to become curious. But the problem with being curious is most people don't actually lead with curiosity, they lead with judgment. So yeah. that didn't go the way that I wanted it to go. That means I suck and I'm mm-hmm. incapable and I'm incompetent and I can't do this. I don't know why I thought I could. And then they quit. And so it's like being able to walk people through their perception of an experience and the story that they told themselves about what it means to rewire that because it's fundamentally, I mean, you can choose which belief you align with. But oftentimes I'll ask people, well, is that belief serving you? Mm. If, if, is you telling yourself that you can't achieve this, is that actually helping you achieve it? Or is it causing you to end up exactly where you are today talking to me? And if that's the case, then let's just, let's just test this theory. We don't even have to commit to it yet, right? Because commitment is something that also freaks a lot of people out. Like if I do Mm -hmm. this this week, do I have to do it next week? And the week after it's like, hold on, we don't need to go that far. What we need to do is, is what I like to think of life is, is like a series of tests, right? Life is genuinely like just a big marketing campaign. And it's like, Mm -hmm. you have to test multiple different things, figure out what works. And then you'll have another problem and you'll have to test a few different things. And then you'll have to figure out what works. And that is human development. That is how we evolve. We try different things. They don't go the way we want them to. We reflect on them. We improve them. And then we do them again. We iterate, right? That's really important. Mm -hmm. And so instead of committing to doing all these different things or committing to this belief system, let's just try it out. Let's just see how it goes. Let's see how you feel. Let's see what you accomplish. And then you can, you, you can tell me if that belief serves you or not. And if they're willing to at least try that initially, right, that can be very groundbreaking for a lot of people because it, it, what they realize is that the stories that they told themselves for the last 10, 20, 30 years of their lives are just false narratives. Yeah. And I think that's also somewhat depending on the person and their temperament and and how they view themselves in the world for some people it's debilitating because it's like i've literally prevented myself from achieving these things and i'm 40 years old like why do i think i can do it now i'm 40 right and that's another belief Mm -hmm. that we have to kind of rewire and kind of shift the perspective on to go like well most people live to their 100 so what are you gonna do for the next 60 years like nothing Mm -hmm. like let's not do that so um obviously there's there's a point where you recognize that you've been telling yourself a bunch of bullshit And again, you are the one who put the externalized pressure that was never actually there in this glass ceiling that nobody put you under but yourself. And for a lot of people, that can be very debilitating. But for some people, it allows them to completely look at themselves and the world very differently in a much Mm -hmm. more optimistic way. And I don't know, obviously, there's so much that I've just said, but you've said a lot of things too. (laughs) And I think fundamentally what we see is that human beings are, they crave certainty but they're designed for progress. And those two things don't go together well. Like if I want to progress at something and I have to iterate and then innovate this, but there's also because it's innovative or because I've never done it or because I'm not familiar with it, I don't actually know how it's going to go. So there's no degree of certainty in this, but that's where the inner work matters. And that goes back to what you were talking about because you don't have Mm -hmm. to trust the process and you probably don't know enough about it to do it very well the first time. And that's just everybody. Mm -hmm. It's not you thing. It's a human thing. But if you have a, an understanding of yourself 
and your work yeah. ethic and your grit and your mental fortitude and your resilience and your ability to pivot and not internalize feedback, but look at it as constructive. You can trust yourself enough yeah. to walk that path and endure it regardless of what series of chaos and struggle and discomfort you experience because you know that you as a human being in the work that you've done and the knowingness that you have within yourself that you can overcome that obstacle and i think that's what makes it the adventure of your life not that mm -hmm. it's easy but because there's some meaning inherently with that vision that you have that not walking that path would be worse i don't know what you think about that yeah, I mean, you you hit the nail directly on the head, right? In so many ways, um, because what you're describing again is a challenge that many people face when it comes to them aiming to level up their life, improving themselves, or working towards any given goal. And as you were speaking, like I'm reminded of my own journey of pursuing new and greater goals. And, you know, there's a few things that I've learned. I'm quite sure you've learned quite a few things, right? It's your journey of, you know, building your brand, you know, building your business, uh, developing your skill set and working towards your personal goals. But as for me, what stands out, and I think, you know, listeners can get a lot of value out of this. There's three things that come to mind, right? And I was thinking of these, you know, actually the other day. But one thing that comes to mind is that every new level in our lives will always require a greater version of us. Mm -hmm. That's number one. The number two is as we approach our goals, it's important for us to understand that it's not just us that's working on goals, but it's our goals that are actually working on us, right? And then the third one, and this is something that has been a game changer for me, you know, it really kind of, you know, extends on what you were mentioning and that is that we're not a slave to, pro to, to perfection, so to speak. We're a work in progress, right? And I believe if we can kind of approach goal setting and achieving and accomplishing goals with those three things in mind, every new level in your life is going to require a greater version of you. Hey, I've got to level up. There's going to be, be some things I have to release in order for me to make room for greater and bigger, right? Mm -hmm. And then also understanding that the goals that I'm working towards, they're also working on me, meaning I've got to upgrade my mindset. I got to have more faith. I got to be more disciplined. This next chapter in my life is going to require new levels of confidence and courage and consistency, right? I've got to be a better version of me to gain access to these new levels that I'm aiming to experience. But at the same time, I have to give myself some grace and understand I'm not perfect. I'm going to slip up from time to time, right? I may slip up on my diet. The workout that I had yesterday may not be as good as the one that I had today, right? But nonetheless, I'm not a slave to perfection. I'm a work in progress. As long as I continue to take those daily steps, improve, and to your point, take time to reflect, right? What's working? What's not working? What can I do better? How can I switch things up to create better outcomes? Who can I seek out for some advice, for some counsel, right? That will help and assist me in doubling down on these practices and leveling up, you know, and, and helping me remain more disciplined. But nonetheless, focus on progress and not perfection. And as long as we do that, to your point, yes, 10 years from now, never giving up is going to pay off. The world makes room for people that know what they want and are determined to never give up, right? 
I define determination with two coins is having the desire to win. And everybody has that, right? Everybody wants to win. Everybody wants to be better. I don't know anybody that wakes up and says, hey, Kate, you know, I, I really don't want to be healthy. I think I just <laughs> want to lose. I, <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know anybody that wakes up and says, you know, you know, I just want to be last place. I want to lose in life. I don't want to become successful. I don't know anybody. Everybody wants to win, but wanting to win and having the desire to win is not enough. Mm -hmm. What adds to determination is when you refuse to fail. When you make up your mind, I'm not going back to the life that I used to live. I'm not living that type of life anymore, right? I'm tired of being drunk and waking up and hungover. I'm not productive. I'm not creative. I'm tired of not doing what I love. I'm tired of not being able to be at my best, to be in my vibrant state. I'm tired of being exhausted and tired all the time, right? I'm tired of looking at myself and not loving the skin that I'm in. I don't like who I am as a person in this stage of my life. I want to be better. And I refuse to go back to that life that I used to live. When you reach that level of thinking, right? And that emotional state where you're driven by something that you want, but you're also determined to get it because you refuse to go back to what it is that you, that you used to experience, right? That level of desperation you were talking about, it's that mindset that eventually you will succeed. It may not all happen in one day, but one Correct. day it will happen if you continue to take those daily steps. Yes. And one thing that I am, again, super adamant about is that you don't get to decide the time horizon in which it happens for you. Yeah. Right. Some people will, will succeed in a year or two and might achieve the goals that you have in that time horizon. Guess what? That's great for them. Yeah. It has nothing to do with you. You're still where you are. You, you got to so enjoy the ride. Enjoy yeah, the ride. Yeah. Right? And I like, think like if, if you were to go to a movie, right, and you saw the hardships that the protagonist or the character was experiencing, you're not going to pick up your popcorn and leave and like, man, it's over. It's a wrap. She's done. He can't overcome this. You're going to stick around to see what the end result is going to be. And the right, same is true for you in your life, right? This is your story. Embrace it. Own it. Stand with it, right? Regardless that, of what chapter you may be in, it's all going to prepare you for something greater. Yeah, and but I also would agree that that is what makes it, that's what makes it valuable. Interesting, interesting, and well, valuable and to even, share experiences with others. Correct, because if, if I were to tell you, like if every person in the room was like, I want that, and for whatever reason, we ha we're in a system where you just got handed everything you wanted, no mm -hmm. one would value any of those things. Because the all. reason that we want those things is because they're difficult to achieve, right? Point blank and period. It's difficult to prioritize your discipline and not give in to your temptations or desires and to get up early and to force pressure over yourself in a gym and to overcome the resistance of those obstacles and manage your boundaries and then speak up when you have something to say and not tolerate levels of disrespect. Those are not easy things to do, right? And so, right. but in order for you to get to where you want to go, you have to lean into an appreciation for the difficult things because the mm -hmm. hardship is what makes the story so admirable, right? Yeah. If somebody is successful just from birth all the way through life and they write a book about it, no one's going to read it because no one can relate to that. Why? Yeah. Because pain and suffering is inevitable when it comes to the human experience. These are things yeah. we cannot change. And I don't think we should want to because that's what makes the story so meaningful. And you talked yeah. about this earlier, but if I were to define meaning and for an individual to know what is meaningful to them, it is the things that we engage with that work on us just as much as we work on them, right? There's reciprocity in that pursuit and it might not always feel good and it will be challenging and it will be hard, but because it makes you better, because it challenges you to think differently and behave differently and do differently. And then there's a natural feedback system 
of your own improvements that then you can objectively assess within yourself, right? That's where it becomes rewarding because you take the step to do this thing and you don't know where it's going to lead you, but because you continue to walk the path, the path continues to open up and it presents something beautiful to you as you go through that journey. And that's why the journeys are so uniquely different is because everybody's pursuits that they find meaning in are also wildly different. Um, But one thing that you said is old keys won't open new doors. And that sounds a lot like new level requires a new version of you. Yeah. And so one, yeah, go ahead. I I was, I was going to say, I mean, it really summarizes everything that we've been discussing. Right. And, you know, a lot of people, I won't say most people, you know, I won't generalize it, but a lot of people, they attempt to start a new goal with the old mindset, with the old behavior pattern, with the old methodology, right? With the old circle of friends, so to speak, right? They're approaching something new, a new opportunity. And it's like you going to your house, right? Your place of residence and you have your old apartment key and you're trying to get into this new home. You love it. You enjoy it. You're excited to live there, but you're bringing an old key there. You're not going to gain access to that, right? That door has a specific lock, right? That is designed for a key that you have to begin to shape and mold, right? You have to cut it in all these different places and cutting things hurt. It's uncomfortable, right? You may have to cut your frustration and discouragement at times and muster up some confidence and courage in those difficult moments, right? You may have to cut up some of those negative habits that you've grown accustomed to, unpack those things and develop some success pra- uh, successful practices, right? But nonetheless, it's about you bringing something new to the table so you can gain access to something greater and new in your life. We can't you, you know, we can't approach tomorrow's possibilities with yesterday's beliefs. You, you have to be willing to bring something new to the table. And this is a process that we must endure. Right. And what I wanted to extend on when you were mentioning, as we were describing, not necessarily trusting the process, you know, growing into that. I think one thing that's important is that we all have to respect the process right? Success is not given as something that is earned. And again, for many people, they often want the handout, right? They, they often want it to happen instantaneously, right? Particularly in this generation now where everything mm. happens in an instant, right? You know, they want to drive through breakthrough microwave success. They, they want to achieve something overnight because, hey, I can go on Spotify and get whatever song I would choose, right? I I can go on YouTube and find the information that I need instantly, right? <laughs> right. I, I, I was born in the eighties, right. And, and coming up in school, you know, uh, you know, we had to read in encyc- encyclopedias. We didn't have Google, so to speak. And, and when we were looking for a song, I remember sitting with the radio and you had this cassette tape inside of the stereo and you had to call the DJ and say, Hey, can you play this song? And you had to wait for that song to come on then hit the record button. And then you had it at a low quality right now instantly you can get it and it conditions us to expect things to happen in a moment's notice of course technology is innovative and that that begins to evolve but the process is still the same anything great it takes time it takes an investment it takes your all and in some cases it's going to require more than you think you even have but you got to dig deep in those moments respect the process and grow through everything that you're experiencing and this is where I think the the concept of expectation is is an interesting and important one to cover because if you expect the world to fix your problems, you will inevitably dis- be disappointed. 
if you expect yourself to operate in a manner that follows the behavior that can fix your problems, right? That will lead to long-term success. And so Mm. I think when we talk about expectations, they cannot be external expectations because that's not guaranteed. But if you expect yourself to show up, to follow through on your your commitments, to keep the promises that you make to yourself, to give Mm -hmm. your best effort, even if it's only 30% of your max, right? Whatever that might be, whatever expectations that you have. And that's the first thing that I have my clients do is fill out an expectations agreement. None of it is things that I think they should do. It's all self-written because Mm -hmm. when it comes down to it, that is the first thing that I want them to instill is internal expectations of themselves in regards to the goal that we are working together on them achieving. Yeah. And so those aren't standards that I want to project onto people because my standards for myself are wildly different than probably your standards for yourself. Mm-hmm. And so if they can design that, right, then those are their thoughts. Those are their words. Those are their commitments. And my obligation is to hold them to those things. Yeah. And so when you have the internal expectations of self, then the only thing that you have to control is your impulses and desires and temptations and the excuses that you make, right? And that's where discipline in principle and conceptually, I would say, you cannot have discipline without a clear vision. And I don't just mean Mm. a vision, I mean a very clear one. Because until you have clarity in the direction in which you are traveling, you don't know which paths you need to say no to. And that's where people get caught up is because they don't have enough clarity on what it is exactly that they want to achieve. And what exactly Mm. does that look like? Right. And the more that you can get clarity on that stuff, the easier it is to discern what is right for me to do in alignment with that goal. Mm -hmm. And then you can start to take the steps to get there. But you also, throughout the process, have to give yourself permission to pivot when necessary. Right. And that comes down to the concept of like walking with your head down too long. Right. Five degrees will make a massive difference in the end destination that you travel, even though it feels like a very small angle. And so you have to conceptualize all of these things. And while it sounds complicated, I think your intuition is the one thing that is right more often than it is wrong. And so Mm -hmm. you have these inclinations if you trust yourself and you've built that relationship to know like this doesn't feel right. This this doesn't feel right to me. That feels right. That 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 feels right to me. And oftentimes there's not necessarily an explanation as to why that is, but I can say for myself, and maybe you have a similar experience. Every time I've tried to go against my intuition, uh, in the end, I'm like, fuck, I knew I knew it. I knew it the whole time and I just didn't listen oh, to myself. Man. I've got many, I've got many stories, not just in, you know, uh, my personal goals, but in business. Um, I had, I mean, I had real estate deals that my gut feeling, right, was like, no, no. And um, kick me in the behind. <laughs> but, you know, that, that you, I think you, you, to your point, you have to have discernment and and you have to listen to the voice from within. You have to trust it. Right. And the more and more you start to listen to it. Right. You'll get familiar with it and it will guide you in the right direction. Um, and then even to your point that you made earlier, I believe what's also important in that process is is self-reflection. Right. Um, really taking time to assess what you're doing and how you're showing up and what's influencing you. Uh, and the results and outcomes that you are creating, right? Like you mentioned, you you have to take personal responsibility for your life, your outcomes, uh, because results don't lie. <laughs> you know, you you have to look at those results and ask yourself, are they what you want? If not, then what changes do you need to make? What improvements do you need to implement? What do you need to do differently, right? How could you approach it in a more effective manner? And um, I think that's something that a lot of people miss. A lot of times we can be 
in the journey and on the journey, but never observing the journey and asking ourselves, hey, you know, let's recenter ourselves. Are we going in the right direction? Uh, are we doing what we can to the best of our ability to get to where we're aiming to be? But I believe that's an important part of the process, again, is to listen to your gut and then take time to reflect on how you can always improve what you're doing and how you're showing up. Beautiful. And the last question that I have for you today is you are someone who's very adamant about investing in your own personal development in that journey. So my question to you is, what are you actively working on or what insights or challenges have you faced recently in your life? And what are you doing to work on overcoming that or continuing to progress towards that goal that you might be oriented towards right now? Ah, man. Um, So many of them, man. I mean, for, for me, one of my one of my biggest challenges has been delegating, right? You know, seeking out assistance. Um, and that sounds crazy, like an oxymoron, a person that's always encouraging individuals, hey, you know, ask for help, right? You know, ask for assistance, you know, build a team around what you're building, right? Sometimes it can be challenging for me and it's taken me out of my comfort zone, but I'm in a stage right now where I'm scaling. I want to scale. I want to create an even bigger impact and I want to provide even more value. And I can only do so much like we talked about earlier. Right. You know, you can lead to burnout if you're trying to put your hand on any and everything um, and do it all by yourself. And for me, I've always been the type of person that, hey, if I want it, I visualize it, I see it, I commit to it and I get it done by any means necessary. Um, And really, a lot of times it's a one man show. Right. But Mm -hmm. as of late, you know, these past couple of years, I've been building and, and developing a team. And then I have to adopt the trust to be able to say, hey this person can handle it. I I have to trust that this person can create it at the standard that, you know, I envision it to be. I have to trust in their gifts and their abilities. I have to, you know, be comfortable (laughs) with me sharing my vision or ultimately my baby, so to speak. Right. It's like, it's like you're, you're hiring someone, a babysitter to now take care of your child. Right. And you're away. And it's like, are they going to be able to do the things that, you know, I normally do? Are they going to feed them properly? Going to change their diaper. Right. So for me, you know, navigating that discomfort, but most importantly, learning to release, right. Mm. Release. Um, I'm a firm believer that it's not the weight that weighs us down. It's the way that we carry it. Um, Mm. It's not the fact that, you know, I can't do it. It's more so me and my thought pattern around it. Um, So releasing that thought pattern and adopting a new belief system. And then most importantly, trusting, trusting. And that has everything to do with me from within, right? (laughs) Keep in mind, I'm a work in progress, right? I'm not perfect. None of us are, right? But, you know, it's a matter of me just understanding the dynamics that are happening within me and then actively working to improve that. No, I think that that is beautiful and something that I very much relate to. And one thing that um, a mentor once told me that changed my mind around building a team because I was very much kind of like you, the business is the baby. Nobody will ever care about it as much as you do. Like then Mm. that's just true. But if you want to go fast, go alone. And if you want to go far, then you need to go together, right? Because one person cannot leave the impact that you, I can tell want to leave and you absolutely can again i think your message is incredible i appreciate your time today i i appreciate your words of wisdom and i do look forward to doing it again in the future so david gibson thank you so much i appreciate it for sure